Hey everybody, welcome back to Q-Tips. We are the Video Store Junkies and we are back once again to bring you a few selections to watch over the weekend on streaming. And we're gonna jump right into it and I will throw this over to Zachary. Thank you so much, Renee. So I have uh, a theme this week <laughs> and uh, because, <laughs> because of a movie I actually just watched last night uh, again, um, but I'm not going to start with that movie. I'm going to start with a, a bit of a rerun. This is a movie that I recommended uh, a while back, but uh, since it fits into my wonderful theme, um, I'm going to let myself do a rerun. Uh, the theme is uh, horror movies that were made even scarier because my dog randomly started growling at the door in the middle <laughs> of them. <laughs> oh, my God. The, the first movie, uh, I mentioned this last time, actually, um, and I actually don't think I went back and finish this movie because i started I remember watching this it. okay you know what I, i'm talking about yeah. i watched the movie yeah this, yeah this is a movie that creeps me out and i had to stop watching it last time because uh the, yeah, i was i was already creeped out and the dog randomly started growling at the door um but the first so yeah the first movie uh if you are listening about six months ago you remember me recommending lake mungo which is mm -hmm. a uh, an australian film it's a faux documentary uh kind of a found footage type thing uh, but don't let that turn you off. It's actually one of the good ones, and it's about a family who uh, they lose her their uh, their teenage daughter in a tragic accident, um, which is bad enough. But uh, then some weird things start happening around their house, and uh, they start seeing and hearing things. And uh, I think it's the son who starts to try to document it. Uh, things get really weird. There are lots of twists. Um, I actually don't think, like I said, I don't think I rewatched, I don't think I finished watching this. Um, so this is a, maybe a good chance. Maybe this is what I'm going to do this weekend. I'm going to try to <laughs> finally finish Lake Mungo and uh, I'll maybe put the dog in another room while I'm doing it. Because uh, I'm not kidding when I say this is a movie that kind of unsettles me. And uh, it, it was just too much when the dog randomly started growling at the door. So uh, Lake Mungo, it's playing on Tubi, Plex, and Voodoo. And uh, speaking of things that I find unsettling regardless, uh, uh, Bill, what's your first pick this week? Ah, well, my theme this week are, is the films of Bert I. Gordon, who recently passed away at the age of like a thousand or something. Uh, <laughs> no, seriously, he was born in um, 1922. So, yeah, he was 100 years old. Wow. 100 years old. He made a bunch of movies, most of them kind of not good his big thing was giant whatevers he used he knew how to use a rear projection screen so like he would have lizards being dinosaurs and the yes. amazing colossal man earth versus the spider one of the good ones attack of the puppet people lots of mm. stuff and, and that was kind of his shtick so if you wanted to see, if you thought giant grasshoppers attacking chicago was a good idea bert was your guy the special effects are really slapstick but they're they're fun, you know. They're they're worth watching when you're a kid. But there's one he did that I I think is really good. But it's been a while since I've seen it, and I'm I'm sort of reluctant to go see it again because in my memory, it's way better than anything he's ever done. And and just I was enraptured by it when I was a child. And it's 1960s two's The Magic Sword, and it's a, a fantasy. And low budget fantasy usually blows. It's just not a, a genre that usually works well. In a low budget, it looks cheap and crappy and cosplay. Um, even even when they spend a lot of money on stuff, you look at the, you look at the pictures. I was looking at the pictures of Disney's latest Snow White debacle, and you're like, this looks. At Dragon Con, there was so much better looking costumes than what this multi gazillion dollar company has been able to do. 
But I don't know, man. With the magic sword, it somehow worked. It's about a young lad who's um, the foster son of an elderly sorceress. And on his birthday, he wants to go rescue the prince who's been kidnapped by an evil sorcerer, played by Basil Rathborn. I mean, he hits some hard times, but he's good in this movie. And uh, his, his stepmom, Estelle Winwood, who's wonderful, doesn't want him to go, but she shows him all this cool stuff he's going to get when he turns 21, like a magic steed and a magic sword and a shield and, uh, oh, seven knights that are frozen, but they're going to get unfrozen when it's his time. So he tricks her and locks her in a basement, takes all the stuff, and they go off to rescue the princess. And then the rest of the movie is the bad guys killing these knights in really horror, horrific ways. Like, um, it's, it's, it's terrifying. It was the scariest damn thing I ever saw when I was a kid. People actually die in this film, like most kids' fantasies, and and just worth seeing. It's got it's got a two-headed dragon. It's got oh, uh, it's got Vampira in in a small role, so that's cool. I mean, this is just a whole lot of fun, and you're like, where was this Burt Gordon? You know, he should have done more. I, I don't know if this movie this movie is so good that even though they made fun of it on Mystery Science Theater three thousand. They actually admitted it was by far the best Burt Gord movie, and even that aside, a pretty fun movie on its own right. And now that I'm saying this, it occurs to me that I have under, uh, not at all actually searched to see if any of these movies are playing anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Uh, uh, according, according, according to the internet, Bill, uh, The Magic Sword is not only available anywhere, it's available just about everywhere. It's well, on good. Prime Video, Fubo, Tubi, Pure Flix, Pluto TV, Night Flight, Plex, Freebie, Cult Picks, and Flix Fling. I haven't even heard of those, some of those places, but apparently you can watch <laughs> this movie there. I, I think Bert was not really as good at keeping the copyright bills paid up as, as <laughs> making movies. Probably so, not. <laughs> I, think, I think if you want to uh, copy this off of one of those fine channels and then release it under uh, Zach's... <laughs> Magic Cinema label, you probably could. Which is, incidentally, the name of my new streaming service. Uh, I've been having trouble attracting uh, subscribers, because right now it's just uh, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Uh, the magic the sword. I could find. Well, now you got yeah, the magic now, sword. Now I'm going to double my library, so yeah. Uh, it's, it's, 20, it's $25 a month, folks. Come on, it's cheap. There you are. Yeah. Come on. You probably get There's... your Frankenstein Island. Ooh. Oh, I bet you could. And White Pongo. <laughs> That would be oh great. Yeah, yeah. And so basically, get some, basically get some just, subpar copies too. Don't get like don't go. For, a... <laughs> don't copy this off <laughs> just, the Criterion Channel. Just get VHS. the worst possible. Oh. Yeah, you know, nice. fifth generation like dupe. And I, I, you um, know what? You joke, you joke, but I almost feel like there would be like a weird market for that now, like because people yeah. are so into like retro VHS stuff. Like I don't know, maybe maybe it would work out. Probably. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Either that or we run it through some AI filter and, and mm. to, to try to fix it, but it comes out all <laughs> weird and AI and too many fingers and yeah, yeah, just, yeah, it'd be great. I'm liking this idea. It's like yeah. Be Kind Rewind, only higher tech. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, oh. let me throw this over to Renee. You're supposed well, to say, so speaking of too many fingers. Uh, speaking of too many <laughs> fingers. I'm sorry. Oh. I'm sorry. That's your secret. That's your secret to to keep Renee. I'm sorry. It's true. That. Do you remember that old SNL commercial where it was like finger off or something? And does anybody no. remember that? It was back when um Victoria Jackson was on. Oh. oh. I'll have to find it. I'll send you. So what was the premise that this would take off your finger? 
Well, it was it was like, oh, it's so she's so socially awkward because she has an extra finger. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so it was basically like a wart off. Um, oh. oh, there you go. He found it. Yeah. So it's like a wart oh off God. kind of thing. And you just apply it to your finger and it eventually like will dry up and fall off. <laughs> it's great. It has like Victoria Jackson, I think, and Kevin Nealon in the in the commercial. Sure. So, oh, yeah. that's awesome. I'll have to check that out. The good old days of SNL. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, so I, too, have a theme. And my theme is Toby Huss. Hmm. Who? <gasps> wow, Bill. Wow. Uh- Toby Huss is the guy that you know, even though you don't know, you know him. (laughs) And so (laughs) my first movie recommendation is called The Occupants. And it is the story of a young family, Lucy and Wade and their baby. And of course, they have just moved into a new home. Lucy is a therapist that focuses a lot on domestic abuse. So she sees a lot of things and she's all about, you know, ending the cycle of abuse. And... They've moved into this new home, and both Lucy and Wade just start seeing ghosts. <laughs> and they're they're really almost, um, like, tangible. You know, they're not, like, apparitions or anything. These are, like, they're seeing these solid forms in their house. And it appears that something really bad happened with the family that lived in the house. So knowing that this is, like, her specialty, Lucy is like, I'm going to help end this cycle hopefully i can help these ghosts you know figure out what they're what they're doing and how we can kind of help them move along i know it sounds very ghost whispery but it's not it's a, it's a little <laughs> spookier than that so yeah so she is just determined to help these ghosts and how all of this connects to you know people that she knows and things that they're going through and it's a pretty good flick. It is a fairly suspenseful. Uh, I enjoyed it a bit more than I expected to. Has uh, some pretty good little twists in it. And uh, yeah, it is pretty good. And this movie is called The Occupants. And you can watch it on... Uh... Voodoo, Tubi, Crackle, Fandor, FilmRise, Plex, and Freebie. Thank you so yeah. much. <laughs> You're welcome. It's right after The Magic Sword, yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. And so uh, on that note, I'll throw it back to you, Zach. Uh, Thank you so much, Renee. And I actually, now I'm kind of interested in that movie because not only does it have Toby Huss in it, but it also has James Urbaniak, which uh, I'm a, I'm a Urbaniak. That doesn't work very well. Uh, But uh, (laughs) we were talking about Dragon Con earlier. Uh, He was actually at Dragon Con one year and did uh, one of the funniest uh, improv shows I've ever seen, which granted the, uh, the bar is pretty low there, but no, he's hilarious. I love him. I, I it's funny you mentioned I did not. I, I for some reason he like kind of looked unrecognizable to me in this movie, and I think it's just like the character he was playing is so straight. It's oh, bananas! Yeah, yeah. It's, interesting. Yeah, huh. yeah. I think you might you might enjoy it. Yeah. Well, yeah. James James Urbaniak. For those of you who don't know, the star of uh, the the recent hit Oppenheimer. Uh, oh, playing the ah. viewers everywhere. I'm just kidding. Uh, he was in like one scene in that movie. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, so go, going with my uh, my theme of uh, movies that uh, were made scarier because my dog was freaking out while I was watching them. Uh, this is actually a movie I just watched, uh, or I should say rewatched last night for the first time in a little while. I remembered it being pretty good, and it is pretty good. Um, it was made even spookier because, like, uh, I don't know, maybe like an hour into the movie, uh, my dog just randomly started growling at the door, and I have no idea why. There was nothing out there. Uh, there's no one else home. That you uh, could see. 
that I could see. Good, good yeah. point. Good point. <laughs> Uh, the film is uh, the name of the film is the Autopsy of Jane Doe, and it is about ah. a uh, a man and his son uh, who are uh, morticians. Uh, the man is played by Brian Cox, and his son is played by Emil Hirsch. Uh, who, by the way, uh, I think man, I, I feel like Emil Hirsch is actually like a super underrated actor. Uh, I feel like his entire career was like just flatlined by being in Speed Racer, and I feel really bad for him because mm. I think he's a really great actor. Uh, he's really great in this. Uh, obviously, Brian Cox is amazing in this. Um, but yeah, so this is a a father and son, and they're they're undertakers, and uh, they're just finishing up for the day when the uh, the sheriff brings in another a new body, a uh, fresh body, and uh, it's which was mysteriously found at a crime scene where a bunch of people were killed, and uh, basically he wants a rush job on it, so they have to stay and perform an autopsy on her. It's the body of a young woman. They don't know who it is, though, because uh, it's Jane Doe, because that's the name of the movie. Uh, and let's just say things go from weird to spooky pretty mm. quick. I'm, you know, uh, Bill, you were there the time, yeah, we, we filmed in a uh, an actual funeral home, right? Uh, mm. Yes. You were there, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I There's something about funeral homes. Like, I get it. You know, death is it's a part of life and all. Um, but there is something that's just, like, very, very creepy about funeral homes to me. And this one, uh, they're, like, in a funeral, like, like the actual, where they're doing all the autopsies is in, like, a basement. And I don't know. It's very creepy to me. So, um, yeah, the autopsy of Jane Doe, uh, it's on Hulu. It's on uh, AMC+. Plus, it's on Tubi. And it's on Shudder, which is where I watched it. And I will say, for a low fee, uh, if you if you really want the full experience, I will rent out my dog. She will come watch these movies with you. <laughs> and make them eat. I'm just kidding. She would uh, she would hate that. <laughs> but I wish I could do that. I wish I wish she liked people. I could like rent her out to make uh, scary movies even scarier. Um, anyways, uh, speaking of underrated actors, I'm going to pass this over to Bill Mulligan, star of... Uh, Fistful of Brains to Summer of Blood uh, to oh, give us God. his second recommendation. <laughs> well, now, now that you've reminded me about filming in the the um, funeral home, that was a creepy place, and and we yeah. were we were at our absolute worst. We it just <laughs> of course. the things we did in there are are so repulsive. I mean, I don't. Well, you're talking about the the. Uh, we didn't do. I should say we didn't do anything. With, it was, it's the, the the scene we were filming just involved bodily functions. Many it's bodily we did, functions. We we didn't do anything offensive with like the bodies, but I do remember at one point someone was like opening the door and like trying to see if there was a body back there. I was like, please stop. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, what if there had been? What what possible scenario would this work out? There's either nothing there and you wasted your time, or worse, there's a body. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Okay, well, continuing on with the theme of Burt Gordon, the second movie, which I just looked up, is available on Pluto, Tubi, Plex, Cackle, FUBU, AMC, Philo, YouTube, Sling TV, the Roku Channel, Amazon Prime, and AMC. So, yes, he totally let all the rights lapse to these things once he'd squeezed every dropout. This is actually a sequel. Now, he made a movie called The Amazing Colossal Man. And it's about a guy who gets exposed to radiation and he grows into a giant colossal man. And at the end of it, he is um, memorably stabbed in the leg with a giant hypodermic needle that he then uses as a, as a dart to kill one of the people who did it. And oh, then he geez. is, yeah, he's shot with a bazooka and falls off the uh, one of the big dams and uh, presumably to his death. This movie was made with his pat- patented technique of shooting a character, I think, in front of a black screen 
and overexposing it and then putting that on top of more footage that was kind of dark. And so you get a kind of a traveling mat, but it's usually the the person's sort of transparent if you look at them or at least translucent. It's real low budget, bad sets, bad miniatures, but just a fun movie. Then he decided to make a sequel, and the sequel is kind of cool. It's called War of the Colossal Beast. And it turns out that somehow he ended up in Mexico. Um, The amazing Colossal Man, he's not growing anymore, so he's staying at 60 feet. He has lost basically half his face. Like, his right eye is now a bone socket, and there's Mm. like a big chunk taken out of his mouth so he can see his teeth. It's actually pretty good makeup, and it helps disguise the fact that they were not able to get any of the original cast back. So this is not the original (laughs) Colossal Man. But, you know, he's pretty messed up in the face, so it could be him. And quite frankly, every 60-foot bald white guy looks pretty much... Wearing a diaper looks like any other one. <laughs> they capture him. He he doesn't remember anything. He speaks in this weird... All, all distorted and everything. His sister is trying to get him back. And then there's a lot of flashbacks. This movie has got to be at least 20% flashbacks of the first movie, where he's like, hey, he sure doesn't look alike. But anyway, um, then he escapes... And grabs a school bus full of kids. This is the poster of the movie. It's a great poster. This deformed, hideous, half-skull creature lifting a school bus over his head. And the cops are ready to shoot him if he doesn't put the bus down. Which, frankly, is not a great plan. Because if you shoot him, yeah, he'll definitely drop the bus. But who's helped by that? And then his sister kind of talks him down. And here's the best part. The poster of this movie promised, See the colossal beast destroyed! In color, which might lead some of the more dim members of the audience to think that they're going to watch a movie in color because, haha, they did not read the fine print very carefully. It says, see him destroyed in color. So literally, and I timed it. I just watched this and I timed it. The last 31 seconds of this movie are in color. When no he decides, yeah, he decides to end it all by grabbing some high power lines in a movie that had been in black and white now turns to color as he electrocutes himself for 21, about 29 seconds and then vanishes, uh, which I guess is what happens when you get electrocuted. The end. Suckers. You thought you were going to watch this movie in color. Womp, womp, womp. That's great. That's some great stuff right there. I mean, I just love the, the sheer hucksterism of it. It's not a great movie, really. I think The Amazing Colossal Man's probably a better movie because at least it's not all flashbacks and everything. But it's a great makeup thing. If I ever lose my hair, I think I'm going to go as The Amazing Colossal Man. I'll have to bulk up a little bit, but I, 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 could, I could see myself doing that and see walk around Dragon Con wearing a diaper. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, I wouldn't be the... I wouldn't have the I wouldn't be the person with the least amount of dignity there, although I would definitely be in the running. <laughs> but speaking of someone who is always colorful, not just for 20 seconds at a time, I hand this to Renee. Well, thank you so much. My next recommendation is, again, it's a movie that I really, I wasn't sure. I've seen it around for a while. I just, I don't know why I didn't, wasn't sure if I was going to like it, but I really did. I liked it a lot more than hmm. I expected. Yeah. And this movie is on Netflix, and it is called The Rental. It is a uh, 2020 thriller. It is Dave Franco's directorial debut. The main characters, there's four people in the main cast, two of them being Alison Brie, who is Dave Franco's wife, and one of them also being Jeremy Allen White. He was in Shameless, and he's got a lot going on right now with, what is it, The Bear? 
So mm-hmm. he's pretty popular, I think, from that show. Uh, yeah. So this movie centers around uh, a cu- two couples who rent a vacation home for the weekend. And things kind of get a little bit awkward. There's kind of a str- an encounter with the owner of the home. And so things just kind of are a little bit weird. But as the weekend progresses, things get even more tense and even more weird. And things happen. Eh, not good things happen. And so they're kind of, you know, navigating this whole situation and also dealing with this, you know, potentially problematic homeowner. Incidentally, that that person played by Toby Huss. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So this movie is a good little psychological suspense and horror. Uh, it's got it's pretty good at setting up tense atmosphere. I don't want to give really too much away. Not a lot of them are particularly endearing. Um, but I will say there's one thing I really appreciated about it is Alice and Bree's character was very much like the voice of reason. She's the one that when you watch a movie and you're like, oh, my God, you idiot. Why are you not calling the police? Yeah. She'll have that voice in the movie. So it's like, oh, that's nice. Because you never see that. You never really see that anymore. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I like this movie a lot. It was called The Rental. And it is on Netflix. And I would just also like to mention, just to give you a little idea of Toby Huss's range. (laughs) He was in season nine, episode five of Seinfeld. The episode called Junk Mail, and I have to tell you, this episode is actually pretty good. Always within Seinfeld, there's kind of like several different storylines all kind of going on at one time. And so Jerry is dealing with fragile Frankie Merman. Uh, George is dealing with his parents who are trying to abandon him. So it's a really good episode. I would recommend it. You can watch that episode on Netflix. And also he was, he played Big Mike on Reno 911. And Reno 911 is on Paramount Plus. I would highly recommend, or even if you just look up on YouTube, Big Mike from Reno 911. He's so friggin' funny. And uh, the first episode he appeared in was season one, episode three. So, um, you know, he doesn't have like a main character, just little bits that show up here and there, but really, really funny. And he was also in White House Plumbers and Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Oh, wow. And the Righteous Gemstones. Yeah. And the Venture Brothers and Halloween. Hey, I take it <laughs> back. This guy's awesome. See, you know him, even though you don't know him. Yeah. Yeah. That's how good of an actor he is. See, that's the kind of guy, if you said, who would you like to have dinner with from Hollywood? It's like, I'm not going to have dinner. Well, first of all, they're not going to go out to dinner with me. But <laughs> a big name star is going to be. You know, they're going to say, oh, yeah, the, I, I really enjoy working with him. And it's like, you know, no, we're, we're, what are you talking about? We're talking about Roman Polanski or something. They're not going to say anything. Oh, but these folks who like their character actors, they always have mm. a steady paycheck. And uh, yeah, they know the real scoop. They'll tell you they'll tell you who's a who's an a-hole behind the scenes. They got yes. no. Yeah. Yeah. He I think he'd be a really good interview. That's right. I'd also really be curious, like, what what kind of roles are his favorite to play? So, sir, if you're ever at a convention that any of the video store junkies are at, (laughs) the drinks and food are on us. That's right. Don't order the lobster and steak. I mean, come on. Don't don't abuse our our generosity. But (laughs) you can supersize the fries. You can get you can get your, uh, you know, scrambled chunked and everything. Yeah. Yeah. But we just want to hear, and, and we'll keep it on the, we'll keep it quiet. Oh, yeah, we're not going to just come running here and say, hey, 
You know who's a real jerk behind the scenes? <laughs> okay, that's not true. We will totally do that. But we will not say that you're the one who told us. That's okay, true. Okay, we yeah. might actually do that too, actually. Because, you know, otherwise... It'll be, you know. it'll be your voice on the recording that we surreptitiously <laughs> take of you, but... Yeah, right. <laughs> I've been out for a couple weeks here. I was yeah. wondering I was wondering if I would be... If, uh, Renee, if you'd be so kind as to allow me to make a... Uh, a third, a third recommendation. No. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, this is this oh, is kind of an off, off the books. I thought you were gonna sing. I thought you said, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> no, no, no. try my." Okay, no. good. Oh, I figured that's coming next. <clears throat> uh, I've I've discovered uh, my new favorite TV show, uh, which is unfortunate because it only lasted <laughs> a single uh, episode. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, so, but you can find it on on uh, on YouTube. <clears throat> uh, this is a show. Uh, let me just let me just. Uh, let me just give you the writers of this show. It has two writers, uh, Robert Smigel and oh my God. Conan oh, wow. O'Brien. <laughs> oh, I love it already. This, this is a show from 1991. Hold on. Let me explain to you who is in this movie. Uh, the na- or the show. I'm sorry. The name of the show is Look Well and uh, starring. In oh, my God. Yes. Of Ty- yes. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Uh, Adam West. <laughs> oh, who is uh, who is uh, really great at solving crimes and catching bad guys? Uh, why? Because uh, well, he's an actor and he's played a lot of cops on TV. So <laughs> <laughs> this is such a good show. It is so hilarious. So yeah, Adam West uh, plays this. He's kind of a washed, a bit of a washed up actor. He he teaches acting. Uh, I actually watching this. I wonder if. Maybe some, um, oh my God, Bill Hader, maybe watch this at some point. And it, it feels huh. like there's so, I don't know if you guys have watched Barry, but it yes. feels mm. like Henry Winkler's character in Barry is maybe slightly inspired by this. But anyways, uh, so yeah, th- th- I, I presumably this show would have been about him like solving a different crime each episode. Like I said, they shot the pilot. It never got picked up. Uh, so there's only the one episode, but it is absolutely hilarious. Uh, some of the lines are amazing. At one point, he tells a cop uh, who's given him gruff. He says, "Perhaps if you watched a little more television, you'd be better at your job." <laughs> I just love it so much. I don't. I don't think. I don't think Adam West actually gets the respect he deserves for uh, no, uh, just how no. funny he is. Um, and you mentioned you mentioned Reno nine one one earlier. Uh, I I mm-hmm. thought I could have sworn as I was watching this that uh, Thomas Lennon from Reno nine one one was in this. In a bit part, but I, so, but I looked it up. I was like, it kind of looks like him, but it's not. Turns out it's Todd Field, who, uh, if you're not familiar with Todd Field, he didn't have a huge acting career because he was too busy uh, winning a shit ton of Oscars for directing films like In the Bedroom, Little Children, and Tar. So, but he he has a he has a small role in this, a small but pivotal role uh, in this in this episode. Uh, so that's kind of funny. Also, interesting, uh, way off topic here, but interesting. Uh, uh, trivia about Todd Field before he was uh, directing Academy Award winning films and before he was starring in Look Well, uh, he co-invented Big League Chew. I'm not making that up. Go, go look at it. I'm not making that up. Yeah. Wow. Uh, he, yeah. <laughs> Apparently never made a nickel off of it because he was a bat boy at the time. And so like the, the, the player, uh, I guess he was a bat boy for the Portland Mavericks and the player that he uh, kind of worked with the idea on uh, took, took the idea and took all the money. But anyways, um, once again, uh, the name of the show is Look Well. Uh, it is on YouTube. <laughs> it's only one episode. And that's really tragic because, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's so funny. Uh, so go check it out. You can watch it, uh, you know, whenever. You can watch it right now. Do, do what I did. And when I found out about it, I just stopped working and watched it. Uh, don't tell my, anyone at my 
at my job, but that's what happened there. So that's my third recommendation for the week. Holy shit, Renee. Did you just chat GPT a rhyme about look well? Yeah, sure shit did. Uh, we are well and truly doomed. This is pretty good. Isn't it? It actually really yeah. isn't the worst. No. So uh, you're going you to wrap us out? <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, Bill, go for it. No, that's okay. That's all right. I, I, hey, oh, I still boy. got my dignity. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, you just keep telling yourself that. That's right. You could do it together. All right. I'll take the first verse, you take the second, I'll take the third. All right, all right. All right, let's see how we go. All right, three, two, one. Look well, a show that deserves fame. Cancel too soon, it's such a shame. Adam West, since I look well, the star's so bright. Something cries in his own, can't be light. With humor and wit, he'd take the lead. A washed-up actor with detective creed. Solving mysteries with a classic twist in a canceled show we dearly missed. So here's the look well, the witch law gone. In the world of TV, it's shown like God. A cult classic we'll always adore. Guess what the suit left us wanting more. For the weekend of September 15th, Bill recommended The Magic Sword, available on Prime Video, Tubi, Plex, and a few other places. And War of the Colossal Beast, available on Tubi, Pluto, AMC+, and a few other places. I recommended The Rental, available on Netflix, and The Occupants, available on Tubi, Freebie, Crackle, Fandor, and Plex. Zachary recommended Lake Mungo, available on Tubi, Plex, and Vudu, and The Autopsy of Jane Doe, available on Hulu, AMC+, Tubi, and Shudder, and Look Well, the pilot, available on YouTube. Why why do you turn to, to Jerry Lewis every time you say <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh I was trying for oh Beastie Boys, God. but whatever works. Is that what they sound like? <laughs> <laughs> Beastie Boys gonna make it drop? I don't know. They they no, had goofy voices. No sleep to Brooklyn not even <laughs> Oh god <laughs> <laughs> Intergalactic planetary lady. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs>